Here we oh, are. Oh, thank you, Sandra. Yeah. Oh, you pulled up oh. real nice. Oh, the mason. Okay, the jar. Oh, uh, <laughs> the mason, my boy. Man. All right. Hear me out. So, all right. Your loved one passed away. Instead of having a regular burial, oh, you, you can get your loved one taxidermy and then put a see-through top on the grave. Okay. And, and set their grave up like they <laughs> stop. Like they favor, like, you know, like if your husband was like a basketball coach, you can have him sitting in the chair and have a see-through top and he's just like in the chair, it's like a basketball court. No? All right, cool. Okay. Oh, so I got, my, hold on. I got, just, I got I got questions. I was now. not prepared. I really was not <laughs> I just I was not prepared. I just want to say there's so many more environmentally friendly things you can do to a corpse than stuff it (laughs) and put a display case in the ground. My thing is like walking over a like you know them fossilized bugs that be like stuck in amber. So basically, that's what you're saying, dude. To the I'm like like a little display. Crystallize like your love one exactly right how you want to the, remember them. You had this shit right next to the state championship trophy. So my only no, no, problem is in the ground. You making Wait. this shit sound smaller than what it actually is going to be. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a regular size grave, maybe even bigger. And you just set it up. You put a see-through top on it, and you just because uh, let's think about it for a second. The the headstone. The, the funeral, the whole thing, that's for everybody else. When you dead, you dead, right? Mm-hmm. You might as well just take it a step further. That's all I'm saying. All right, so just, what, 70 years? How old are you, Chris? <laughs> I'll be 30 <laughs> in two weeks. All right, so, yeah, I get about 65 years from now. I got you. Make sure he has a plexiglass coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. We we I'm I'm in here with it. I got you. Uh, scattered, <laughs> I'm scattered I'm, be dead. I'm just saying though, like welcome, welcome back to another episode where I have not been we, that caught off guard in a minute. You, good where job. we that got me. Where we wow. explore unofficial estate planning. <laughs> <laughs> no lawyers or notaries are present. At the time of these uh, schedulings, why are people built buried in like six? Like what woods? Wood stuff? Why wood? Yeah, is it because it breaks down, or is it like Uh, all the practical reasons? It breaks down. It's cheap. It's cheap. Most coffins nowadays, though, they made out of a bunch of different shit. They're not just necessarily wood, and they're not biodegradable for shit, which is weird. It defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. Oh, fun fact, no matter how much they tell you a coffin is waterproof, that's a crock of shit. Because <laughs> water is going to get in. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but you know what, though? Like if I die, just cremate me and then like sprinkle my shit in like gunpowder and then blow me up like a firework. I want to be made into a coral reef. 
I just want to be a How? jury. You can do that. Like, I don't. I don't. Have, yeah. I need. I need no. I need no. Oh, I got. Damn, my phone died. Hold on. That's why we got internet, laptops, the phones before cell phones. So like you're going to be put in the ground where the reefs grow, and then they just grow from like your old nutrients or something like that. Uh, something like that. Hold on, I gotta look it up because I don't want to misquote what it actually is. Because you could be made into a coral reef. They can plant you under a tree or plant a tree over you. Oh, well, I hope of, some clownfish have sex in your body, your coral I, body. I hope it's in my chest, right where my heart used to be. I hope you got Nemo swimming, <laughs> swimming all through your enemies, whatever the hell. I hope there's a nest of, have y'all seen those videos of the scallops flying in the water? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do they mm-hmm. fart and that's how they propel themselves? Or? I, th- I think uh, the same way Superman could fly faster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, people, uh, <laughs> I will on, on a more uh, productive tip. Make sure that you all discuss life insurance. Have life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to discuss these things, we do not need to have GoFundMe's for funeral costs. If if possible, please. Okay set up life insurance policies, all of that good stuff, trust, whatever you need to do. Those are good tax havens too. You don't have to be rich to have a tax haven. Exactly. We are trying to pay. It's preferred, but. It is. It is. Just, yeah, please set up something for you know. Your your future people. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work for Wu-Tang Financial. You got to diversify your assets and uh, (laughs) risk. That's the key word. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing. Risk. Manage your risk. Don't take on too much risk than you need. Uncertainty is risk. I hear Wu-Tang Financial's uh, methods were risky at, at times. In fact, they operated a lot in the red. <laughs> was that? You know, was, was that? Was I, 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 it, anyway? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like cremation, and basically, they hope that your ashes can help with the formation of new reefs in the system. Fair, hmm. fair. As a very a uh, unique afterlife plan. There's a bunch of different alternative burial solutions or options. So if, if I'm cremated, right, and I just thought of this, if I'm cremated, I want them to find out which part of my body specifically is my ass. And then I want that to want them to like put that in whatever they use to make wine glasses. That way, whenever someone fancies at my people's house, whenever I'm dead and gone, and they're drinking wine, they can be kissing my ass. Turn his ass into a butter dish. You know what? That is a level of petty that I've yet to see reached. <laughs> you, sir, a pioneer. You can be turned into a jewel after you die. And you're like, they can make you, they can turn your remains into a lab-grown diamond. I don't know if I want to be a diamond. You could be. You said diamonds are forever, though. 
It could be art. It could be glassware. You can you can become a firework. That is a thing. That's number seven on the list. You can donate your body to science. Sky burial. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Yeah, because that sounds like oxymoron. <laughs> Wait, a are you gonna be buried in the sky? Oh, okay. I've heard of that one before. Uh, heard of what? Sky burial. You can be turned into ashes to vinyl. <laughs> oh, you come out your ashes just be like you know just crop dusted oh. across. What, uh, sky burial? Uh, no, they take your body up on a mountain and they leave it there for the vultures to eat. It's basically you going going back to nature. <laughs> Yo, I don't think I want my dead body picked in like a like a big breast from Church of Chicken. Like it's a it's no. a Buddhist thing. It's a, a far eastern tradition. It's you know. Okay, you have yeah. to start with that. You have to Honor, start with that. Basically. Honoring the honoring the earth and nourishing its creatures. That's the. I was about to get real offensive. Conservation burial. Uh, just throw you in a hole, basically. <laughs> reef, <laughs> reef burial. That was the one I said. Resummation. What the fuck is that? Oh. That's my favorite one. I discovered that one a couple of years ago. And if I ever buy this machine, it's like, yeah, I'm through with any type of mainstream, um, any above ground work at all. Like, I'm done with it all. So what resummation is, have y'all seen the um, machines that can turn your body into soup, basically? The answer is no, and the other answer is no. So there's a machine. So uh, picture the iron lung. Whole right. body can go in it, and it's basically a chemical process where they melt. They use uh, what's it called? Uh, so it's basically a dew juicer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but you know what lie is, right? The shit. Yeah, that, I know a lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they use that and combination with heat and some other chemicals in this fucking pot and basically it could it uh because i first saw the shit on i think what was it uh, ashley was watching queen of the south about the cartels and shit mm-hmm. and one of and one of the the drug lords had a farm where she had this shit done to somebody and this dude was probably like six foot 230 but that machine reduced him to like maybe a quart mason jar of liquid Damn, cheers yeah basically <laughs> what it's saying it reduced it reduced <laughs> it reduced that man to saying his drink maybe 12 more ounces, 12, 12 to 20 more ounces of that. The whole thing about it is it's supposed to be, it's more, uh, it's for, it's primarily used for like getting rid of dead livestock. It's more eco-friendly because it, it uh, breaks the body down into something that's like pretty much 100% biodegradable instead of just leaving it out there to fucking fester and do all this other shit. You ever thought about how many people probably sucked up in the vacuums if they cremated? (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. that just hit me. But so I there are plenty of different state different places of where that can happen. So it can either happen at I'm gonna assume the crematorium is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So say there's a janitor there and he knew on he or she is new on the job and they, you know, they just going through cleaning out, whatever. They don't really get all the rules, or somebody didn't flag or whatever. And they go into one of the ovens, I believe, and they just get to work. Man, I hope they got like tags and shit they put on the doors, like cremation in process, or don't open, don't vacuum out. Because I would imagine that it's happened thousands of times. That's before, what I'm saying. Before regulation was made. Oh, come on. I know where you work. And I can tell you right now, regulations, they don't hold na- they don't hold any type of water. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. So say the body does get successfully from the crematorium to the final resting place or whatever you want to call it. People got kids. Oh yeah. Now I just I did start my things break. I started what I said. This has happened probably thousands of times. <laughs> Maybe the urn breaks and they want to make sure that mama and daddy or whoever or grandma don't come home to ashes on the floor. So they just break out the vacuum one time and get with it. And just suck Greg all up. Ray Ray done gone to the gone to the shred. <laughs> How expensive is cream Oh no! Now, now I'm curious. It's it's kind of expensive. <clears throat> Shit, you give me thirty dollars, I got you. Hey man, I might tell him we might have to talk. For the show. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta get that shit pretty fucking high. Yeah, I figured out. I mean, you could do it. I mean, if you want to cut that much wood. And like skip all the other shit and sit for a day and a half then <laughs> and like wrap a body in oil soaked rags you don't want to do that don't do that <laughs> I mean if I had to you know I mean yeah I mean yeah the world just get plunged into chaos I guess uh fucking undertakers would be a a boom in enterprise. Speaking of death, um, yes. <laughs> y'all think heaven got an orientation? They got to. They gonna have to have some. That would be some bullshit. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to have you some know, do's don't. Hey man, I done sat through enough orientations in my actual life. And if I have to get to the afterlife and sit in orientation, I can uh, promise you, no matter where the fuck I go, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you said do's and don'ts. As as we we got into it uh as far as what we would want to do once we got into heaven. From Arthur one to cuss out Abraham to do rag one to try crack. Well, no, what see, I said. What are some of the don'ts? You said it. What are some of the don'ts you think? That's the so, thing I would do to get kicked out. I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to use the, the, the Christian religion as a reference, right? So okay. all you really got to do is before you die, repent and profess that you believe in Jesus and then you get your ticket to the upper room. But before that, you could be a scoundrel as far as it's concerned. And all I'm saying is in like... In theory, Hitler could be in heaven. In theory. In theory, right? So all I'm saying is like, do you change fundamentally as a human being when you, you know, make your ride up north? Because if you the same dude, bound to do some shit that you used to do. So yeah, I'm just saying. Hitler, I mean, in the case of Hitler, you probably got to you might probably, cast out some Jews over there. Like, if you're good enough to get in the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Say so whistle like this. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, I was just, about, I was just about to say, you can't, you can't dap up Jesus and stick your thumb through his hole. Like you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. That 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 is probably a don't. If if he's in heaven and still got the holes, he's showing off. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like if, if Jesus is in, is in heaven and still has like the wounds visible, he he's showing off. So if you think if you you think you get your leg cut off between nine the time you die, you going up there with both of your legs all the way through? I would imagine this is my most perfect form, and then they got two legs. So I'm sorry. For what for what it's worth, bro, if you lost a leg before you died, God meant it to be that way. I feel what the fuck you saying. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if, if I lose my leg or foot due to like an injury or you know diabetes or whatever. And I get in heaven, I can't play basketball. I'm gonna be a little upset. No, you're gonna be able to play just with all the other people that you know missing a leg. But, I don't uh, want to be in the missing leg league. <laughs> 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 you go, you gonna still be able to jump or fly or whatever. No, but see, that kind of messes up the experience <laughs> if you can't get all your limbs back once you, you get up there. That's kind of messed up. So I'm you're telling me. You telling me you in heaven and you salted that you ain't got a leg? A you all the way and you all the way you behind the pearly gate. You on the good side of the pearly gate, I, and you telling me you upset that you ain't got a leg? I'm gonna say this. I, well, I'm gonna be well, very honest. About you this. a petty ass nigga, yes. bro. for real. <laughs> we just talked about my, my all the wildest things. Like, look, bro. How many of the wildest like, scenarios like, can you truly play out if you don't have all your limbs? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's probably certain things that people that are missing arm and a leg wishing they could do and then they get to heaven wanting to do those things or do whatever and they can't do it. Wow, Zayn, are you all right? And a demon was born that day. TJ, I think TJ Watt just got a scooping score. I'm sorry, I got the game pulled up on us. On what what channel is that on? It's on NBC. Oh, I got that. And then what age you go to heaven? Like, like the age that you die, you got to ascend in that same kind of you like know, in that, yeah, like it, it, I imagine it would be your ideal self. So if you die at fucking 87 and you get, you might get there at 87, but you go through the gate and like, oh shit, nigga, I'm 35 again. That's when my stroke game was unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> you think angels is up there fucking? You know, was you, was you on when I said like technically when you go to heaven, you but die see, that's, so, just so, a soul, so, like angels I'm, is something different. I'm glad you said that. So you talking about somebody's like, okay, they get to heaven. They stroke game was undefeated at 35. 
But then at 36, their like penis gets blown off. So, <laughs> so where, where we go from there? Where do we go from there? So he, he got he got a, his stroke, you know. Hope they get, get that back, back. heavy. I hope I hope so. I, I hope think so. it's reasonable for him to get their leg back. There's a oh, comic called called The Adventures of God, and we are asking a lot of reasonable questions that they touch on. <laughs> and I would just say, y'all look it up. It's called The Adventures of God. The chapters is short as shit, and it is funny as all fucking get out. Along that line, let's say you got breast cancer and they wallop them off and <laughs> you, you die from breast cancer, unfortunately, and then you go back. Do you come back bare chested or do you, you know, you get your blouse babies back? I, I, I would imagine. I would imagine whatever you thought your idea of cup size was, that's what you get when you walk through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay hold on all right so pete right for one for one for one i've never heard anyone say blouse babies before in my life <laughs> but two i never thought in the in my wildest dreams that i would ever hear wallop and blouse baby <laughs> in the same thought <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I just want to point out it's not oh, sexist, but because immediately prior to this, we blew off somebody's leg and somebody had their dick blown off. So, <laughs> so to, you know, chesticles getting walloped off was the next step. Oh, oh, walloped off, man. I've cried. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. My bad. Sad. If there was ever, look. We just went through oh, this. Man. That's a that they clip that. <laughs> Please clip that. Oh my god. I don't know if we can clip that without context, man. <laughs> that's that's the thing about being around you. Like, you don't need context. <laughs> you don't to be need around the context for that, bro. You we just need to go oh, and go. We just man. go with it. <laughs> oh, I'm in tears, man. Oh god. Oh. That sound walk. That's just not right. So hold on. So you saying, Arthur, going back to your 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 idea, right? You die at eighty five, but you come back as your ideal self at like whatever 30, you at whatever 30, whatever. Prime, whatever your prime was. I imagine it's like the Matrix, nigga. <laughs> you look like whatever you think your ideal self would look like. Right. So combining that thought and the blouse baby's thought. Do you think that woman would come back with bit with bigger or small titties? Oh, you had, your, them? you had your headphones off. I said uh, whatever her ideal cup size would have been for her. Oh, okay. So like okay. if she had if she hated her life and had triple D's for like the last thirty years and her back was fucking killing her, but she get these goddamn uh, <clears throat> cute little perky D's when she get to heaven and then she's like, oh yeah, God, you got me for the war. Satan don't stand a chance with these. <laughs> So mm-hmm. nobody would go to heaven really looking like them themselves. Like I mean, you would look like yourself. It would just be an idealized version of yourself. I mean, because that that can go all kind of ways. Because you got all these people getting all these different kind of surgeries and all kind of stuff. Now, next thing you know, you walk around with a bunch of eight footers and and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I mean, you could just be light. 
you know, is, is there a restriction on that or, you know. I, I can't know. fathom what it would be like to just be like light, you know what I mean? Like my life, yes. I yes, exist in body. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, this, okay, hold on. When you say light, you mean like clap on, clap off light? Just incorporeal condensed energy, which sounds weird. So essentially, I'm just giving off heat, or am I incandescent, or am I LED? Well, I would imagine this. Oh, that's as far as I. Well, technically, it would be ectoplasm. But so we just run across the sky like like Hadoukens and and Kamehamehas. Just yeah, just pretty move. much. <laughs> you know that you know and not what was it Wrath of the Titans or Clash of the Titans? Which one was the second one? Wrath of the Wrath Titans. Of the Titans. You know, at the end, where uh, everybody was like hundreds of niggas just fighting in the sky. I imagine it's like that, except with hoverboards and glitter farts. Or the GIF of the cat. Or the GIF of the cat that like shits rainbows and propels itself across the screen. I don't I'll want to know it. what you're talking That's about. No, I, I don't want to know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I know exactly. My what phone is dead. <laughs> so I imagine uh, people's idea of self would include race. Possibly. I mean, if you see a loved one, your loved one would, would see you however they remember you, I guess. But you would be you would perceive yourself. <laughs> That, have that that'd be low key to, like to me that's a very that's a conundrum right if you envision yourself a different race i would think going to heaven would provide some kind of solace so you could accept the skin that you was in you know what i mean think about yeah. them like, island boys what you know what i'm talking about i'm an see, island see, boy. i know see. for a fact i know for a too far fact they want to be some haitians i know for a Haitians? No, they're they from Cuba. Haitian. They want to be They are from Florida. Yeah, they're from Florida. I know they want to be Haitian. They want to be Haitians. Why Haitian? You know what's funny though? Uh, well, you see, because I think like I think Kodak is kind of like the I want to say the poster boy for Wix, but like I honestly like all the Haitian people that I know in Central Florida, they don't really wear the Wix, Wix like that. It's mostly like the African Americans, and it's, it's typically the darker African Americans. But for the most part, it's it's not really like a Haitian thing. Do some of them wear wigs, yeah, but hey, I don't know. But in South Florida, that could be different, you know. Yeah. For those who don't know, wigs are uh, uh, thick dreads. And to me, I don't well, even know if you can call them dreads. They just yeah, like, for for yeah. just for like yeah, mad at like. They really like partition extra long afros. <clears throat> no, they like matted pool wow. noodles that shoot out your head. That's what they are. Partition Not to knock nobody else's ass. culture. Let's throw that out there. <laughs> just... I'm just calling it what a high see it, man. I mean, I think it's kind of dope that you said, you know what, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And you made it fly, you know. I mean, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't either. I physically can't. Chrome Dome game. Fat Fatbacks making a comeback. 
That ducks. Did y'all see the uh the white dude in the video? I don't know if I sent it to y'all. They had the drop shag. It was bald on top and shaky in the back. When he took his head off, when he took his hat off, bro. Oh, he was in mama, the kitchen, bro. Yeah, his mom was mama. on his ass. <laughs> She was oh, like, what the man. fuck did you do? She was on his ass. <laughs> so imagine a mullet with ball on top. He took that shit smooth out. He was like, it looked like I got a mullet when I got my hat on. Somebody bet me a hundred bucks, I wouldn't do it. And I was like, ah, man, you know what? That's money well earned. I know, I know the cut one, but seven. Couldn't have been but seven. Yo, man, if you got a drop shag or a fat bag, hey, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> chill out. <laughs> you know? I think people in um I think people in certain parts of Texas still do shag, man. That's always not Texas thing over there. Yeah, that's what they that's what they do with that is in Texas. And uh if we got any fans in Texas, man, chill out. Tell your boy to chill out. Like, whoever <laughs> tell them they quit playing, man. Like Cause with a with a haircut like that, you can only do like the only jobs you can have. I man, I'd rather hire a motherfucker with a face tattoo before I hire a motherfucker with a drop shag. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that back like, cause what are you doing, man? Oh man. All right. So for what it's worth, I think I hire somebody with a face tattoo on purpose because that shows commitment. I would do it out of spite because the whole reason for doing it is not to get hired sometimes and just be like, ha bitch, thought you was going to deter me. You're perfect for the job. <laughs> it depends on what's on the face tattoo. Like, if you just got, like, murder on your cheek, I'm just going to be like, all right, I can't go that far. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, I, I want to hear, hear that uh, question again, man. Let's, let's have at least a halfway serious conversation. Well, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't have Thank to be taken too seriously because it, it, it's it's a lot of layers to it. But uh, it's basically, is this really a cause for concern? Is I'm sorry, is there really a cause concern for this generation? And I guess if so, who is at fault if there is a cause concern? Um, I think there's always a cause of concern for the world and not necessarily a generation. Uh, but I'll let you all start off with that one um, because there's a variety of ways that this can this can be taken. Uh, Pick a generation and I answer based on that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm looking at it from a, just a total history thing, right? Because this earth has been around for how long? And there's been plenty of people that have lived before us and I'm sure they've had concerns about the people growing up after them and all that. And we're getting to the age where we're just sounding like grumpy old folks. Because I'm sure you've seen many times people be like, man, I don't know what's up with these kids nowadays. But that's something that we heard growing up. But if you look at back at the older videos from like the 80s and 70s, there are people saying the exact same thing about the people that was coming up under them. Yeah. And now they're saying the same things about our parents and they said the same things about us. So I guess what would be the concern if, you know, that is so unique? 
from and I, I I have one though. I do have one. I don't think it's a unique kink. Oh, I have man. no no no. I have is actually I take that a back. concern. What's I have one unique concern. concern. Go ahead. Social I was media finna... is actually a unique concern. Now you said what now? Social media is a unique concern of mine. Um, just because, like, I think how we came up is very unique. We came up before like technology really just started to rapidly go crazy and for before there was any social media before cell phones became a wide known thing but also we grew up with it at the same time as things progressed so we have a very unique perspective that i don't think many other generations have now i'm also not to jump around too much i'm also a firm believer that um i don't think necessarily social media like you know how people say social media ruins relationships and all that I don't believe that. I think people do. All right. I don't take the accountability away from people doing things at the end of the day. Right. If they share a Facebook, one of them cheated. You know, it, but you know what? It takes people to do that. You know what I'm saying? It it takes people to do that. You crazy. But it takes people to do that. That is my thing. But with these kids coming up, they have access to so much information whether it's wrong or right, seeing what other people are doing and they're not mature enough to handle that. They have that kind of access right away, unlike what we had. We didn't have that access right away, but these kids do. They can see everything that's going on around the world that quick, whether it's fake or real. So so I think, okay, I think it de- depends on what you consider what you're truly concerned about. Mm-hmm. So if you're just talking... <clears throat> kind of how the newer generation is and even hell even some millennials my generation our generation is more concerned about getting immediate results um i think that's an issue yeah uh so because now you'll you'll be hard pressed to find somebody that's been in a job for more than four or five years one of us um tim because when millennials by trend seem to get bored um and they're looking for instant gratification out of something that they haven't put the work into and that is a that is a direct result of social media um he didn't say all he said some yeah so i've I've (laughs) currently i've been at my job for five and a half it'll be six years in july Because there are so many roles within the job that I have, you no, know, like I just got a new role right after Thanksgiving the last year, so ain't bad. I'm cool. No, that's what I heard. You know, no, I'm cool. Ain't banned him enough. <laughs> ain't banned him enough. Fuck that, my nigga. <laughs> Say he got multiple roles. You ain't getting paid enough. <laughs> um, but for some people that have that are in industries that don't have the vast like vast uh what is it variety of roles as such that my industry has um i can see that being uh the issue with our with our generation and how they attack sorry how they um take into consideration where they're where they are in life now because everything's about show me what you've done lately not how you got it and that's um, real that's really what not necessarily facebook has turned into but 
hell, TikTok even now, Instagram, Twitter is turned into that a little bit, and, and whatever other social media places I've been on, but I've I've seen, but haven't haven't truly dove into. But a lot of the a lot of those um, apps or websites or whatever you want to call them have turned into. Show me what you did yesterday. Show me what you're doing now. Show me what you did. Where where have you been on vacation? Don't let don't worry about showing me the work that you put in to get there. And that kind of correlates to our generation and the generation after us saying like, well, I'm not gonna try. I'm not. I don't want to put in the work. I just want to have it. At which point the work starts to fall to the wayside. So you don't have people actually doing work. You just try to get people get trying to get rich, which is where we get. No, actually, you know what? Let me stop there because I was gonna start talking about something else. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think that is a that is a pretty unique concern, but. At the same time, it's not an entirely foreign, like this, it's not a new, it's unique because it throughout history, something like this or something like that has only happened maybe two or three times, most notably would be because was what you describing now is a concern that people would have had when the printing press, twice when the printing press was created. Uh, The first time when it was first created and people could mass produce stuff. And the second time when people, when the public at large would have been, would have had access for the first time to like, little penny articles and newspapers and different types of public publications that would have normally only been reserved to people who could afford them. So um, I think, yes, it could be an issue. Who's... It's a lot of people to say, I'm not going to say who's to say because motherfuckers won't stop saying it, but at the same time, I, as little faith as I say I have in people, I think it'll come back full circle and things are even out, like, because you can only, that'll only last so long. You're only going to get that instant for so long, and then once it it's a self-regulating thing. Society, for the most part, and trends like this are self-regulate. Eventually, this instant gratification thing will burn itself out because people start burning through whatever their instant reward is, they'll start burning through it faster and making old mistakes. And then it'll always be people like, um, like the rabbit in the hair. There's a lot more hat, not what the fuck, the tortoise in the hair. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there taking the hair approach now, but it's like there's plenty of tortoises, is the plural. Yeah, people who, yeah, man, there's plenty of people out here who are um, chilling in their job. They like what they do. They, you know, they sticking with it. 
Um, they dealing with all this instant gratification stuff, but they, you know, they taking the slow road while their peers and stuff is taking the doing the fast thing. Okay. It's, it's, it'll it'll work itself out. Oh, I was just gonna answer your question. So, like, um, just kind of thinking it over. Um, I think every generation has had like a unique challenge that um, they've had to overcome. You know, the, the generation where they had the World Wars, generation that had you know, you know, cigarettes, and and you know, just everybody has a unique challenge. I think for us, and then the next generation, um, how the virtual world is going to affect how we interact with each other. Um, you, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see, and, I, and I'm concerned about social interaction. You know, you could have a person who's 12, 13 years old who lives in a place and can constantly get fed images and, and attitudes about a certain group of people, and they've never interacted with those people. Or, or a certain, you know, they, they may be taught that old people are a such and such way if they don't interact with old people. So I, it's going to be curious to see how, how, how that plays out. You know, just like uh, with relationships, you know, when we were 11, 10, you know, 12, 13 years old, there was no social media. There was no, you know, technological aspect to it. So relationships with girls, you know, that was at school, that was at church, that was in the neighborhood. But now you got kids who they may not even never met this chick. She might just go to their school and he follows her on Twitter. Like, how is that going to play out? You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's the only thing I'm, I ain't going to say super concerned, but like kind of concerned about just human interaction um, moving forward. So what I'll add to that is a different time too. Well, what I'll add to I'll kind of add to what you're saying, Arthur. Like I, I mean, I'd agree that things will kind of work itself out, but it'll only work itself out if you know people like us uh, recognize that that's a unique challenge that's going to come up for this generation. How we communicate with them and how we, you know, help them filter out through all this. Well, and that filtering well, also, is important, is because like you how you just brought up the printing press, right? But I think with this, there's so much more information and so well, many more people that can push out yeah. information so much faster and so much quicker. But, I mean, I've had all kinds of people, even this is just Matt, this is very micro, but I have all kinds of people recommending me shows to watch. There are infinity shows that are on infinity platforms out there. I cannot keep up with that. It is unreal to... You know, I, that, that is overwhelming to me. So I don't even be watching much. And now we have these kids coming up and they are already having access to all this information being thrown in their faces. And we just have to teach them how to. And that's that can be hard for us, too. We're trying to filter through it, too. So that's something that they have to learn to filter through as well. It's really a, it's, it's a lot now. Well, we also a sit in a, a, a special place in time in history where we don't have to I mean don't get me wrong I know it's underdeveloped countries and stuff around the world but across the board it's like the first time in history where it's not a mad dash to 
how is the nation gonna survive? Like how is how how we're gonna make it to tomorrow? We only been doing this actual existing in modernity thing uh, for what maybe fifty years? Because everybody before us was build, 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 create, 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 build, build. You know, they they not getting a chance to live with none of this stuff they create. They just creating, building, creating, building, stacking, <clears throat> just developing, developing, developing. And now we see, you know, we sit in a time where all this shit is here. We don't have to go to uh, to have them in the square miles of Montana to see if people could live there. People live there. <laughs> His house is there. Like, this, we we sitting in a, from a moving forward standpoint, we still figuring out everything we've made. Like, we, we not, it's not a mad dash to expand no more. Now it's a mad dash to use, utilize, and, you know, make better, innovate. It's not a mad dash to create. Now, now it's a mad dash to innovate. Like we actually sitting down, which COVID sped that up a lot faster, which would, that's one of the good things that came out of COVID. Cause in this globalized world, we had developed so fast, man, that until COVID, we didn't really sit, take a step back as a civilization, as like human beings and that was the first time we took a step back and been like, damn, the world is a hundred times different than it was a hundred years ago. And a hundred years before that, the world was probably two or three times different. Good point. I mean, this is a, I mean, like how Zane was talking about how, uh, you know, people are not staying at jobs long. I mean, I think a lot more people are taking chances now too. Yeah, because they don't have to. They don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking more chances now. We're doing more things at once. I mean, heck, we're all currently doing more things at once. And um, not and on a morbid tip, we also on the precipice of a mass, massive, massive, massive fucking wealth transfer. It's it's, it's starting to because it's a it's a whole generation of people who is just like at the drop of a dime. Oh. They are at they are at those ages where the lights gonna go off, and now you're gonna have this mass, uh, massive, unquantifiable amount of transfer of anything from wealth and assets to just novelty luxuries, and it's with a real pivotal point in history, man, and it's it's a lot of it's enough, it's a lot to be concerned about, but nothing to lose sleep over, I would say, depending depending on the subject, depending on the topic. So something like that, right? Would that be much different from other situations like that in not recent history, but history in general? A little bit different. How so? A little bit different. Just cause, and I wanna, I wanna make sure I say this accurately. In previous history, there was uh, 
a bunch of macro transfers of where it was a very, from generation to generation, it was a very linear path to where everything, who was in power, who had what, and where that stuff was going to go after death. If as far back as you could go, uh, I use the Egyptians, for example, everything they built went with them in death. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward, jump to Rome. Everything they built, if it didn't, oh, that was a bad example, because Rome burned several times. <laughs> but everything, let's say, the emperor built, he went in the ground, it went to his son. Let's jump forward to like uh, a JP Morgan, a Wells Fargo. He would have had heirs who inherited his wealth, but he also would have had a board of trustees or a board of directors to disseminate everything would have cut this company get this this company get that this company get this this and this goes to my family and now we at a point where literally all of that can happen and some new shit can happen okay somebody can decide they want their whole estate to be their memorial somebody else can decide you know what i'm gonna give everything to the cat and the dog uh and you have families trying to kill the damn, trying to kill Chihuahua so they can get me more money and shit. Um, or it could be something as simple as I'm going to donate everything, all my wealth to science. I want my whole estate to go to the museum. I think it's just so much that can happen right now. And probably stuff I can't even consider. So it's probably somebody right now who is waiting for themselves to die. And they're gonna have their entire estate transferred over to the metaverse. So, because I don't know, right? And this is just me kind of spitballing and thinking out loud. In my mind, the the deceased the deceased estate, meaning their personal belongings, are are is what's inherited and not the company that they built. See, we live in a time now where they could set it up where both can get a taste. Well, no, so here, here, here's the... I get here, what you're saying. But... Here's, my, here's my mental anguish, though, right? So take... All right, yeah. Take uh, Jeff Bezos, for instance, right? When he got divorced, half of his estate went to his wife. I don't know her name, so please don't attack me in the comments. Half, 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 half of his estate went to his wife. That's half of his estate being his personal, his personal private pockets and mm-hmm. or his 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 to his liquid and invested interest. Now she didn't get half of Amazon. Right. Is that not the same with most other companies that that have that essentially not necessarily start as an LLC, but started as a true business venture that wasn't a part of a personal or private entity with that private entity being that person's uh 
like <laughs> fat, like his, his like his their their his or her family like their their actual family estate and then the public part obviously hey, being a business. It's to be the free enterprise, baby. It could be one other, everything in between. Well, that that's just bad business. That ain't nothing new. But that's why you. That's that's why you have. I can feel the mental anguish. I'm right there with you. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So that, but that in that situation, that's why you have a board of trustees, so they're able to disseminate the company, and then that's why you write a will. Mm-hmm. So that you, you, you in sound mind and sound body, alongside your lawyers and whoever else you trust in your family. Are able to disseminate your personal estate. So, so it those should those should always be and in my mind have always been two separate things. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Hey, I don't know. That's, that's why that's why we're here. So it's <laughs> just, just to kind of bring it back full circle in the most somehow. Is that is that wealth transfer a concern for the next generation? Yes, it's In, okay. intrinsically, yes. Okay, intrinsically, yes. Okay, so absolutely. here, 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 here's, here's we what just time our wealth right? transfer. Yeah, <laughs> right. So here's what here's what happens with it, though, right? And here's how my here's how my thoughts are going to come all the way full circle. So you're having all these people that aren't staying in jobs for X amount of time. Cool, that's fine as long as they have some type of heading. They're able to make some type of living for themselves, be that via entrepreneurship or street knowledge or whatever. Once they build themselves up to be a company, yeah, a company or whatever it is. Hopefully, they're able to differentiate between all right, this is my business plat, and this is my personal plat. This is this is my family. This is what I'm I'm able to put push off to my next future generations. This is the area of my entity that's gonna be for the world. Or worldly, if if you will, that this is the this this is the company that's going to feed into this. This is going to keep feeding. This is going this is going to like feed my family, but I still need this in order to feed them. If that makes sense. So, the cause for concern there is where do we where where does the where where does the next generation or this generation that we're in now or whoever where do they they have to be able to draw that line. And so, be able to truly identify which is wh- what's where, because now now it's that line seems to have been blurred because because I don't know that true answer. So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, you know, having theories and death or whatever. Like, I think we're this generation we're learning a lot more about that kind of stuff, right? Like how I said earlier, we need to invest in life insurance. I've seen a lot more people when it comes to people putting up GoFundMe's, but a lot of people responding like, hey, look, we, especially us as black folks, we like, hey, we need to start investing in life insurance, mm-hmm. right? I feel like all of that is in the same conversation. So like, you're going to start a business, you're going to do whatever, you need to do what you can to protect your assets and make sure that all those kind of stuff kind of stays in the family. So I think we're, we're all still learning. My parents are still learning, right? Mm-hmm. There's things that I'm doing right now and that even me and my parents have talked about because they're like, hey, dude, like, you know, hey, I need to, you know, we need to set some things up. Like, <clears throat> these are things that even us as people, we're still learning. We're kind of like, we're seriously behind on that, on that curve. Um, so is, 
I mean, yeah, that's still that's that should always be a concern as well. But like I said, I think with our generation, we're so much more knowledgeable and so much more aware of these things. Unlike before, like what you just said right there, that was something only the wealthiest of people had a concern over. Like this is something that we should we should have a concern over. None of us here are top one percent earners, top ten percent earners, top twenty. You know, it's funny we just we just talked about but, this on Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like we should still be doing what we can to protect what we got. We still should, you know, invest, do all this stuff. But our money is our money. We have, you know, whatever in our savings, whatever we're invested in, that's still even if it's not like the wealthiest in the world, right? That doesn't matter. We still need to do what we can to protect what we have and make sure that it's passed down, regardless of the amount it is. Uh, and like I said, us as a generation, like I said, there's all kind of platforms out there that discusses this now, what we're talking about. And, and that goes such for a great all. thing. Our grand, if you talk to your grandparents, I, most likely they ain't know about this. There's a lot of our parents that don't know about this, are still learning like we are. Or when most, some of us are even more knowledgeable of that yeah. than our parents are. So, you know, it's, it's we're, we're still learning. I know I am. And they go for all liquid assets, not just cash. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I know. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, just for yeah, anybody yeah. who might be listening and watching, that goes for like he said money, but that's just the most common. It's the easy. It's the easiest it's the thing. Easiest. It's, the, it's the one yeah. thing that grabs everybody's attention. Yeah. But yeah. that could go for like if you got a couch that's in pristine condition from 1922, money. Guess what? You might be sitting on literally you know, a couple million dollars. So, like, <laughs> yeah, so. A couple million dollars. Like, <laughs> So, uh, first, this is I'm not a fiduciary. A, this is not financial hey, advice to the people dude. who don't know what that is. <laughs> explain what a fiduciary is. <laughs> All right, so a fiduciary responsibility is a legally binding uh responsibility that says that I have to represent your best interest, so I'm not a fiduciary. All right. Two, this is not financial advice. This is my perspective. We're basically so we're talking you to about wealth and this. Okay. This, yeah. This Ooh. we're talking about wealth and estate planning, right? The step before, right? Not working anymore. Eventually, your ass can't work no more at some point. If we you lucky enough to make it, uh, all retirement is is. Cost of living without income. It, it it costs you amount of money to live, but you ain't got no money coming in. So essentially, you gotta save up enough money so you can live until life ain't for you no more. <laughs> essentially, and still pay taxes. And still pay taxes, right? So I will say, previous generations, um, a lot of people had what they call. They had pensions. Yeah. The, the company that they worked for, when they got done, they just paid them until they kicked the bucket. Most companies now, they don't do pensions. They have 401ks, which is pretty dope because you can transfer your 401k as you bounce around companies, as long as you continue to put money in that bucket and invest. Um, so that's the retirement piece, right? You just need to hit a number that will cover your cost of living for X amount of years. Obviously, you rolling the dice because a lot of that shit is 
You don't know. Speculation. So you just, yeah, it's speculation. But you can estimate pretty good, and there are professionals that can help you estimate pretty good to where you, you're close to spot on. As, as far as the state plan is concerned, um, when we talk about like having wealth, especially for black people having like wealth or what we consider wealth, um, your average millionaire is 50 years old. It, it takes almost like a lifetime to make wealth. My perspective is I'm never going to be wealthy, but I could fuck around and make enough money to make sure my kids and grandkids make it to the wealthy stage. So you have to have a long-term plan that's further than when I turn 70. We're talking about when my kids turn 70 and our grandkids turn 70, so on and so forth. So um, with that, your thought process has to be a little further out. And like like these fellas said, um, your assets, keeping tabs on your assets, on couches, on, on special things. I mean, think about it. Jordan, for some fucking reason, can still release five, $600 shoes. And the man ain't played basketball in 30 years, 20 plus years. I mean, imagine Jordan ones 100 years from now, if he's still the best basketball to ever play. Why do you want better? Our grandparents. They parents, our great grandparents, our parents, they bought simple, simple ass decorations, bro. Simple shit just to have around the house. And at some point, through all our households and all our families, somebody bought some shit and said, you know what? You know, I thought it would look nice, and who knows, it might be worth some money today. <laughs> Nigga. I go home and I go to some people's houses and I'm just like, you see antiques that you will never see anywhere else. It, like, and, and it just boils down to stop and take some time to. And they thought they was just uh, and it, they was just talking shit at the time. And they don't know they sitting on a gold mine or a, you know, a silver vein. They don't even have to be a gold mine, just it'd be one step below and you still be it'll still be a good first step towards that wealth thing that you were saying. Like, you might never get to see it, but you you inadvertently got what you need to start. Honestly, that's the nail on the head. Like, um, it's it's thinking about value. Yeah. What what could potentially have value in the, the really long term? You know, like your homes, for example, like, like like these cities that are booming because of COVID and 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 all this other stuff, like here in Phoenix, this desert, <laughs> it was just dust. This property is starting to have value now. If somebody had the presence of mind and said, you know what, as the population grows, if I can keep this property in my family for a couple of generations, it could have value. So for example, Alabama, you know, eventually, if people, more and more people can work from home and the population grows and grows and grows, eventually people will have to start moving to your Huntsville's, your Mobile's, your Birmingham's, your Montgomery's. They already started. Did you see the chart? The, like, the, yeah, the pre-pandemic yeah. chart where they showed the migration from the other parts of the country to where it was, like, I think 700,000 between July of 19 and July of 2020. 700,000 people migrated from, uh, I think most of them migrated from the Northeast, but, like, from the Pacific Northwest and the Midwest and the Northeast. 
they fucking it was like almost a million people migrated south just because of what you're saying. Like they was able to do it. They was working from home or everything stopped moving long enough for them to be able to get their ducks in a row and jump ship and go immigrate with the E, not an I. Yeah, man. I to me, estate planning is a, about getting your ducks in a row and looking long term and then managing risk. Like Willingham said, get insurance. And the rule of thumb is you want three times your income because essentially what life insurance is, if you are the primary breadwinner, you want to ensure that income keeps going. So in case I can no longer bring in the income, a, another company is going to come in and pay their income for me. Um, and that's basically what it is. So get your life insurance policies. They're not expensive. Research yeah, honestly, actually, you know what you need to do? And this, this is some, some real shit. Your folks that are on Social Security and disability, ask them to get life insurance policies for your kids. Hmm. The government is paying your kids life insurance policy. And they'll have it for the duration of their life. That's actually a really good fucking idea. We all gonna have IRS emails in the morning. But who gave you that fucking email, dog? <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, Wait, y'all. Cut this shit out. Wait a minute. All fours gonna have. You might need to cut that shit out. They coming uh, to hurt your ass. Wait FBI a is gonna be it's gonna be a field agent at all our doors it's, Monday morning. You said nah, bro. Monday, Monday, a federal holiday. They'll be there Tuesday. My great grandma put a policy in my brother's name and my name. I've had life insurance since I was four. Now, is it enough? Nah, because my income's going to grow, but I still got a policy. So I ain't got to worry about if I die, if I get buried. I'm Gucci, because my great-grandma had the foresight to do that. And she was on fixed income because the state was sending her money. That's crazy. What's your ideal way to die? Me? Yeah, like if you got to go out and you get to choose how you go out, how you want to go. Because I think, I feel like, you know, we always talk about enjoying life. But one thing I do envy about if you look back through history, a lot of motherfuckers wanted to have a glorious death. Now, that was because they lived very violent lives and war ran rampant across every continent. I get that shit. But it's still some kind of, you know, kind of cool about like, you know what, motherfucker, I want to go out. If this line is gonna take me out, that you gonna lose a paw behind it. <laughs> I think I want my heart to stop after a really good meal. That way, I know at least I was full afterwards. Man, you gonna traumatize whoever made that meal for you? Right, honestly, ain't never gonna cook again. Hey, I'm about to say, they ain't gonna even make that meal again. I ain't cooked the I haven't cooked the steak in 20 years since Mr. Trot passed. <laughs> you know what? I hope to live to like a, a real old age. And I just want to be like doing stuff for the day and be super tired. You know how them one of them long ass days you tired, you just can't wait to go to sleep mm-hmm. and then just don't wake up. <laughs> I'm Honestly, that, that probably would be ideal for real. I'm gonna ask you all a better question. And you know, it, it's maybe an, an obvious one, but I'm die. Yeah, honestly, is this something that you'd rather anticipate for a short period of time or something that just happens out of nowhere? It depends. 
You see what is I'm saying? World, is the world in turmoil or is it is like it is now? I mean, if they told me I, Man, if they it's told me you, I got dog. cancer, then I don't want nothing to do. I don't, I don't want to know that. I, I, well, no, like you in a situation yeah. where maybe in the next 10 minutes, you know it's coming. Like, like oh, snap, it's about to 10 minutes. Ain't it's, it? Like, 10 it's minutes about to be a long enough. If I only got 10 minutes, I hope I get like a montage flashback like they do in TV shows and movies and just relive the greatest hits of Durant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what song's going to be playing? Oh, it's just me squeezing cheeks. That's it. The greatest hits. <laughs> do do. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> greatest oh, hits. The last 10 minutes. I don't know, man. I might see if I can squeeze one out. If I can find the perfect scene in the first couple of minutes. I know the sweet spots to hit. So that's pressure. That should leave me. That's pressure. <laughs> You're you gonna have listen, you're gonna have to make an account on one of the websites and they learn your preferences and get you a AI machine learning. <laughs> but that's like a five minute process to get that. So that's what I'm be, saying. And then they have a button is I'm about to die button. You just press that button and it gives you the perfect scene. He said, We got you, big dog. It goes straight to the Go video out. within that in that in that certain alignment of minutes. <laughs> Say less. I think I could. I probably actually, if I just had ten minutes, man, I hope it's not a meteor or some shit. Because I probably just sit down and write a letter. <clears throat> right Speaking of which, and yeah, this would be the last test. thing we talk about. Did y'all hear about that meteor that's supposed to be coming towards Earth? Is going to nearly miss? I feel that happens quite often. Right. I was about to say. I feel like that's something that's happened. Like, I'm yeah. I'm more paranoid about it now because I just watched that. Uh, was it Netflix documentary? Don't look up. Don't look up. Which is it's quite obviously a. I haven't I haven't seen spoof. that yet, but I imagine it would be exactly what I think it is. So here, here, so it's it is the definition of satire. The yeah, definition the of satire for real. So like that's it, the one with Leo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got hella. It bro, it, everybody is in this movie. That's why they had to go up on the uh, subscription fee. Speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, Netflix is going to twenty dollars instead of the fifteen fifty that they were before. Now that is that was the base. Me, because I'm a good son and brother and cousin and all that. Everybody got my password. I'm paying like fifty dollars. Cut off tomorrow, y'all. Bro, if they don't start breaking me, <laughs> listen here, bro. I'm cutting everything. I pay for everything. All it's of made it serious. Hulu, y'all. Disney Plus, Netflix. Y'all. And if y'all like how he sound right now, let us know. We'll start an ASMR account for Zane because he's closer to the mic. His voice right got here a little upon deeper. It. I think. I'm right here upon <laughs> it. Oh my god, we can get him pronouncing different words for y'all. 
I just can't breathe with all that heart. I'm not gonna lie, I'm we holding do, my breath. We'll right do an ASMR account of Zane pronouncing different city names around the world. Yo. Let's keep it under three syllables because <laughs> the the other ones they, they started they really fuck with me. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like Azerbaijan or some shit like that. Chill out. Yo, imagine like being like 15 and you got somebody's password and then this chick you've been trying to, you know, do to do it and y'all finna Netflix and chill and then it just cut out because they decided to cancel the subscription because the price went out. I got $5 on my debit card and one of YouTube and we're renting a movie. I, yes, I have five monies. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, bro, somebody's going to be real upset with me one day. As soon as, as, soon, as soon as I see Netflix pull $20 from my account or $20 or more or any more than what they're doing right now, bruh, don't cut everything. Oh, fuck it. It's going to get to the point where you're going to have to talk to the mic that close every time and you're going to start getting comments and shit about it and you're going to be mad because you're you know, going to have to get way more intimate with that microphone than you want to. You think I'm uncomfortable doing it? <laughs> You got a you got a whole other thing. If you think I can't Christina like this. <laughs> damn. Yeah, Miami right now. Gee, I can't do nothing. God like, yeah. it. Ain't no leash. She off the leash. You know what? Just for just for you know, just to save, literally save face. That mic looks a little too funny for you to just be doing that the whole time. So you know. Yeah, I might need to get me one of them filters. Yeah, that, you know, uh, the one, like yeah. one of the ones that you got. Yeah, I need to get <laughs> yeah. me one. But you know, fuck it for right now. It's just, it's just whatever, whatever. Y'all see the whole thing. Y'all see yeah. it. You yeah. see it. You see <laughs> it. It's a Herbert, somewhere that'll be like they throw they throw you that extra fifty to keep it close to say fuck that filter. <laughs> Don't tell us if you accept the money. Just do it, and we just not even gonna ask. They gonna have three extra mics for no reason. Bro, one of these days, y'all, we're going to be up here and I'm going to be just whole shit. <laughs> right on top of the mic. Y'all going to hear my beard hair grow. I promise you. <laughs> my, my, my lips chap, so I, I might need to apply some uh, Vaseline or some chapstick before I do this, but either way. Uh, scattered Notions ASMR coming soon. Please to, don't. <laughs> to a Reddit a thread near you. Uh, anyway, Netflix, stop that bullshit. Keep keep the same prices. We love you. I mean, everything else inflating milk costs the same as a car note. Speaking of so, which, if there if there are any economists out there that can truly and really explain inflation to me, please do. We took I need to, we I need took to. macro. I can, I can. I can. No, 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 no. See, I need somebody who's able to explain it to a fourth or fifth grader. And then uh, down I got you. More. We took got we you. took macro together, and it wasn't complicated. Like, what happened to that information? I, I got you. Here it is. You talking is. about college, bro? You talking let me, about? Let me, I can do it like a fifth grader. I can do it like on, a fifth grader. Come on, I'm right here with you. Come on. All of us just got a million dollars. But when we go to the Nike website to buy the new Jordans, they only got three. Now they was originally. $200, but we all got a million. So we can pay a, a, a substantially more for the, the good. 
but there's only so many of the goods. So some of us has to get priced out. That's essentially what inflation is. <laughs> well, see, here's my thing, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, mental anguish. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go right now. So mental anguish. Mental anguish. I understand the concept of supply and demand. But if you know motherfuckers is gonna pay a little bit more, why not just make more? So as you know in production and manufacturing, it's not always possible to just make more. See, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. It is always possible to make more. You just have to in my current situation. Right now, if I if you so you have to pay people to make hit me out. Not always ethical, uh-uh. You don't, you don't, you don't. <laughs> hit me out, hit me out, hit me out, hit me out right now. Hit me out right now. At right now, where I work, my two production lines run naturally. Well, not naturally. They currently run at 60 and 73%. Because the people down the line from me are lazy. Not lazy. Let me correct myself. They don't want to. They they don't they don't want to expend the amount of energy that it takes for me to run one hundred percent. Okay. Now, if 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 both of my land if both my lines ran at call it eighty percent eighty eighty to eighty five percent, it would only mean that they do two tests two more two more tests a day. Every two hours. Okay. That's it. All right. That's it. That's it. It would keep prices the same. Nothing would change. They would still get paid the same. Tell me why that's wrong. All right. So check this out. Hit me out. So I'm, I'm going to go two phases with this. The first phase from the production phase. There is a 100% limit in y'all manufacturing, right? There's there's a, a, this is absolutely positively as much as we can do, right? There is a some number, some limit, right? That exists. It would cost some kind of capital expenditure to increase that limit that would take time. So... There is a finite amount of Doritos you can supply right now. Now, you could expand it, but like right now, there's a finite number. And then even if you could expand the production, you still got to have different inputs come in. So, for example, if you were ordering $2 billion worth of potatoes and then all of a sudden you needed $4 billion potatoes, like somebody's got to come up with the other $2 billion potatoes. So they got to come up with enough illegal immigrants to pick those potatoes mm. and it just goes further down the line. <laughs> like just, just because you can produce more to, to meet demand doesn't mean your inputs can produce more to meet demand or that they want to. We got a problem getting motherfuckers to come to work right now. So here's the thing, right? And I'm only I'm only going to call BS on that. Well, not that, not what you said, but that whole goes down the line or whatever. Because four years ago, no, it was 20, 
2018 going into 2019. Yeah, 20, 2018 going into 19. From when I started in 2016 up until 1819, those fire those lines were running at close to 90%. We scaled it back because the training for a class for a class or what would you call it a classification of job down the line from me got slack so the people that were in that position didn't not necessarily they were lazy they just didn't know what all they had to do and they the expectations were were severely decreased so our production took a hit because now, now we're now we're accumulating what we call waste. Mm-hmm. We just have to increase the expectation to push back up to that same 85, 90%. Everything, everything along that entire production line from raw materials to the end was able to, was 1000% able to go until that time where one, one, one bottleneck, decided no this is this this is the standard now that's so, my issue because now i know that we're able to run at a higher standard than what we're running now i'm sacrificing my bottom line my top line my 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 full i'm sacrificing my full capacity for what this part what this classification of employment is doing that's so, my issue i i get what you're saying there and Here's the, the, with the, the very intricate piece that people miss with supply and demand. It is the amount that you're willing and able. We talk about able, but willing is a whole different thing. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because you, you just described yeah. with that bottleneck, Zane. Yeah. That's, that was the part you just that was the part you just pointed out was the willing part. I mean, because at the end of the day, that hundred percent is the finite number. Like you're not gonna be able to go above a hundred percent. That's yeah. the much as you can do, even if all the willing was there, like that is it. So after you reach that, then what? Yeah. So especially then, with raw materials, with raw materials, this is always gonna be finite. Isn't it? Y'all, y'all, y'all are saying y'all are saying this hundred percent. Like I'm saying, I'm I'm already pushing hundred percent through my. No, 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 no. We know you're not a power grid. No, 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 no. We're just saying if you were to get to that hundred percent, okay. If I was to get, if I was to get to the if uh, if Nike was to get to that hundred percent and they and we all had that million dollars, it's gonna cost. There were there wouldn't have been an issue at that time. Because we all four of us have our shoes or whatever we're buying. So, and here's here's another thing too, right? Even if they were able to meet demand, my whole thing is this. If I'm selling shoes for $20 a shoe, right? And I'm I'm selling a thousand. And then I wake up tomorrow and I got a demand for 10,000. If I keep selling them at 20 a shoe, I'm potentially lose, I'm, I'm leaving money on the table. I could increase the price of the shoe. I might lose demand, but I'll still make that up on my margin. That's the definition of price gouging. You asked about inflation. That's the no, that's completely different. 
Price gouging and inflation is completely different. Price gouging is it's a thing in line now. Today it is once upon a time. Price gouging, price gouging is what happened when Katrina hit New Orleans and all them niggas came up to Atlanta, Alabama, and northern Mississippi when the gas stations was charging six, seven dollars. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what price gouging was charging twenty dollars for a loaf of bread and shit. Yeah. Right. That okay. So that's price gouging. Inflation can't be that. That's not possible because inflation is consistent. Inflation. Is I not, never heard of me paying less less amount of money two years later because the good the good economy said, "Nah, we don't need that money no more." So think about it this way, and I'm trying to use an example. Um, in a, in a nutshell, when you introduce money into a system. It don't disappear. It just changed hands. Like like money is just a, a, a means to an end. It's just a, a store of value. So all our efforts, when we get paid, that even though we buy stuff, it don't leave the system. So eventually, if you pump money into the system and more people have money, then they can buy more things. And then I understand you're using the term price gouging, which is a fair assessment, but Back to the law of supply and demand, I'm willing to supply more, willing and able, if if the demand's higher. You get what I'm saying? The higher the price, the more I'm willing and able to supply. So that's that's how the prices get pushed up. When you put more means into the system, people are going to push prices up. If you want to call it price gouging, you can call it price gouging. Um, but somebody's going to gouge you. Somebody's going to do it. Because eventually, even if you wanted to keep your Doritos the same price, just like uh, Arizona T been keeping it 99 cent and keeping it a book for a long time. Eventually they're the people they bought their raw materials from is going to want to make some more money. And then when their raw materials going to go up, they want to keep the same margins. They're going to have to charge higher. It is it, just, it's just an interconnected thing. That we just call inflation. So, so, so which one? Okay. Here's it, my question. And this kind of tails off on that. I get that. I, I understand that that made, that made a lot of sense. Let me ask you this. Which one comes first? Does the demand for the product come first or the increase of the price come first? Because what you just said, what you just said, right? Think, think about the entire supply chain. There are, people, there are people along that entire supply chain. You either charge those people along that supply chain more for what they're for their daily needs, right? Say, buddy, got to get gas to get to work to pick the potatoes whatever right so he needs more money now because prices of gas just went up now the price of gas just went up because damn that fucked up i fucked up i fucked that all the way up my whole train of thought just I, I, I out the window. Saying, I know what you're that whole shit just went this, out the window what happened what you, to me I, you, <laughs> I get what you're saying so Sometimes there are factors that play into the inputs that are not necessarily. So let's put it this way. It all just goes back to will and able. The guy who has to go pick the potatoes, his gas just went up. There's tons of things that could have affected that. Like there could have been an embargo on Saudi Arabia because they did some atrocious thing and UN put an embargo on them. And now gas is a little more scarce and gas goes up. Taxes. Right. 
somebody implemented a new tax policy that affected some people's bottom lines. So they're going to try to get their bread back somehow, some way. And then that affects somebody's input, which affects other people's prices. You know, for example, with your rental market, right? The moratorium, the rent moratorium, uh, landlords weren't getting bread, but they're still paying interest. They still got mortgages, right? So they want to get caught back up. They want to get their credit back, right? So they're going to raise the, the prices up to try to, you know, cut that down. So it, it, it's not necessarily some asshole fucking up the rest of the chain. It, it could really truly I mean, well, be it something. Can be, it, it can be an asshole. It, it can be. It can be. It can be. It definitely can like, be. You know, it, it, it's, it's, politics, uh, it, it can definitely be an, an asshole. It, uh, not going to get into all that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so one of the, the, the stereotypical cases that they use for hyperinflation in school is in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe just started to print the fuck out some money. They just let the printers go. The Zimbabwe dollar, you could find that shit everywhere. It was damn near like dirt. It was everywhere. Had the Xerox man on call. <laughs> so, so governments, they control their currencies. They they typically they use like bonds, right? But they could just give the money to the people. I mean, literally, the United States could just start printing money, just print, 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 and just throw that shit to everybody. I mean, like straight Mardi Gras, everybody had his money. Well, if I know everybody got money, I'm not finna sell my shoes for twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm not finna sh- sh- sell my milk for two twenty five. I'm finna get some of that money as much as I can. So I'm gonna raise my price because I know you got it. So inflation is based on greed. Well, yeah. If you want to call it greed, yeah. You want to call it price gouging, yeah. I mean, I, to I, I'm not your, disagreeing with you. To directly answer your other but question, the, let's about- it depends on who, because sometimes it's, it's two ways they go about it. The traditional way was to literally look at the market numbers day to day, see track demand and increase from what you notice in there. Uh, a more modern thing to do is to look back over time. And this just goes back to business analytics, why I hated the class. <laughs> you can predict <clears throat> based on certain things that are happening and you can slowly increase that price or just increase that price based off a trend that you predict to happen which in a lot of cases is what happens. I just look at it from a logical standpoint. If, if you just use basic classic logic, especially for a good that's not essential, right? Like let's say I had the OnlyFans account for the sake of the argument, right? He got one. It's there's, not an there's no like. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drop the link in the bio. <laughs> He's changed his legs twice a month live. COVID, COVID, COVID hit real hard. We got another lockdown. I know y'all on y'all computer screens, you know, chilling, right? I know there's going to be an increase in demand. The question, the logical thing is, if there's an increase in demand, that means my shit is more valuable. I mean, that's that's what value is, mm-hmm. right? How other people perceive what I do. So if me gyrating helicopter my my you know my 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 little thing, you know, not my little thing, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's wee wacker. Uh, oh shit. If 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 people are willing and able to pay 150, 
$200 to see it, then I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a gyrate for them. You know what I'm saying? So I think that the line is for necessities. We don't really want huge margins. But if you sell a good that's, you know, not necessary and people are willing to pay extraordinary amounts, so you get dumbass margins, then go for it. I mean, I think that's the definition of a luxury good. Who in the hell is going to pay $500 for Gucci belt? Somebody. And if the leather was costing you 25 cent and then it went up to 50 cent, then you could justify going up on your $500 price, even though you already had a big ass margin in the begin with. Or you could eat the margin and then, you know, make less. But from a logical standpoint, making less doesn't make sense. Like what if people? Hey man, shout there? out to all the strippers out there. Y'all don't really fuck with that inflation shit. I fuck with y'all hard. <laughs> wow. For long, long as I can remember, long as I can remember, my boys, my boys back, uh, back in the day have told me that lap dance at a strip club can be anywhere between ten to 20, ten to twenty dollars, depending on where you at, and it is still that to this day. Wait, you said what? Uh, it don't matter. So shout out to the nigga paying twenty for the haircut. <laughs> now hell no. Oh, I'm My only paying twenty for my haircut. Seven dollars. Uh, I got a reasonable barber, and the day that nigga go dollar pants. On this motherfucker that pays for a haircut. Yeah, I am. That is beyond funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I think that's a good time to end this. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> well, that's how we're going to do it every episode. Right? Yes, I love that's it. That's a cold-blooded I love it. Anytime we get in on Arthur on the down, we will do that. Hey, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Ashley in the background, man. It's been another beautiful episode of Scattered, Scattered Notions. I'm your boy, 2-Bit Zimmy. That's Somebody with. send help. That's Durag. <laughs> that's the uh, chicken leg wheel, man. We out of here. That's me. They're strong legs. Don't-